Hey everybody, this is Turk182. And Wallcrawler1. And welcome back to another episode of In the Gutters. Uh, how you feeling today, WC? Um, yeah, you know, Sunday evening. It's like, you know, we've got to start up the work day tomorrow, so that's not fun, but it's been a good weekend. Mother's Day weekend. So, um, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's by the time we post this, it'll be way past Mother's Day, but uh, happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there, those, like, badass comic book reading mothers. Um, and, we love uh, you, mother. You mothers uh, are one bad mother. That's right. Mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I just talk about mothers. I can dig it. <laughs> oh, we're stupid. <laughs> uh, so, um, hey, I was uh, I was I was getting some uh, like a this weird interruption. Like my my Wi-Fi signal was kind of like acting weird and stuff, and I couldn't mm. figure out what was going on. So I was able to, I traced it back. You know, this weird looking arch thing over in my the park near my house. Uh, this big kind of weird arched doorway thing. I don't remember seeing it there before. I was thinking about going inside. You want to go with me? That didn't sound like too good of a deal to me. I think I'm going to stay right here. Oh, come My on. Tingling. Oh, what could go wrong? Let's do it. Let's do it. All <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll never listen to Turk again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, shit. I forgot about that. Okay. I'm doing well, really good about not calling you by your real name. Why, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. You only have to do the edits and everything. Uh, so for those of you that uh, that are unaware and didn't get that, uh, today, Wallcrawler and I are going to actually be talking about Secret Wars, the very first Secret Wars, which um, Secret Wars started off with, in all the individual comic books that... Uh, that came together to, to make up Secret Wars. Because you know the, uh, well, actually, so you, so you know, because some of you may not be overly familiar with Secret Wars. But um, in the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers, uh, Spider-Man, and I'm actually looking at my Secret Wars trade right here. And in the beginning, it actually has the pages from those books, like which is like the final, like the last page of each of those books, where the uh, characters actually went into the whatever it was, um, that sent them off into Secret Wars. So, uh, Spider-Man, X-Men, Avengers, Fantastic Four. I think um, Thor and Captain America. Spider-Man? Iron Man. War? Huh? I Spider-Man was in Secret Wars? I had no idea. Yes, yeah, I'm was kidding. Secret Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah Hulk. Actually, oh, sorry. I would say Hulk, and then when I mentioned Iron Man, it's the James Rhodes Iron Man, not the Tony yeah. Stark Iron Man. I'm glad you knew that, because that's... When I started reading um, Iron Man, that's who my Iron Man was, was Rhodey. Like, he was the first one that I read. Um, I actually just bought CGC copy of 170, where he dons the armor for the first time. That like, uh, cover? Yeah, I love that. I love that cover, man. It's like, it's, um, yeah. But, like, that- I wanted to say, do you know how they, they picked the, the title Secret Wars? Do you know this? No. They actually did a panel of like kids and they just started asking what's the coolest words and it was secret and wars and they <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> oh. They start and then they started like buzzing their seats if they picked the wrong answer, you know? It's like they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> what 
but no, I'm, I'm not kidding about it, but they, they really did. They did a panel. They just wanted to come up with the terms, you know, it was all a marketing ploy just to sell toys. Cause that's how they started doing the toys. And remember you got the terrible Dr. Doom without the Cape and you had the stupid shields, like captain come with the shields and it was like a hologram. It was all terrible. Well, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny because, um, because the, um, the secret wars action figures, I had some of those back in the day. Um, and of course there were some that uh, were never released in the States. I think, uh, was it, uh, Electro constrictor, Electro and Iceman. Yep. I was, I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of constrictor's name, but yeah. Um, but I actually still have some of mine. They don't have all their stuff with them, but I still have Captain America, Daredevil, see Cap, Daredevil, Black Suit Spider-Man, Wolverine, Hobgoblin, which I don't even know why they made a Hobgoblin action figure. Uh, or, or even a Daredevil. Daredevil was not in Secret Wars at all. Uh, let's see, who else was? Oh, Kang. I've got Kang the Conqueror. Um, I hate Kang. That's another reason why. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Secret Wars is good enough, but um, it's iconic. I'll give it that. But like, um, Kang's just never been my favorite. You know, one thing I love about Kang, and this will, now I'm just going to touch on it briefly, is I love how Kang, um, I think we may have talked about this once before, but how Kang um, uh, is Immortus and... Um, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm messing up already. I meant Claw. I'm Claw. I'm sorry. I hate Claw. Uh, Kang's okay. You see Claw? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and he, and in, in the Secret Wars, he's, he's kind of he's, he's kind of off his nut. But uh, anyway, I was going to say with Kang, um, uh, Ramatut, how okay. Kang, uh, Immortus, and uh, Ramatut are all the same guy, but they all hate each other. Yeah, which is from which different is so timelines. Huh? Yeah, yeah, because Ramatut's the first version, right? Like he was the earliest, yeah, and then they yeah, all they, 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 like later versions of him. Yeah, and I'm not sure which one is oldest. If it's if it's Immortus or Rama or a Kang, I think I'm thinking it's. Kang is the oldest one. Immortus but, is technically he's head of the dark dimension, right? Uh, I don't remember. I kind of think so. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. I think I think that's right though. But it's kind of funny how how they all um like they're all these like uh, time manipulators and uh and like they're all spawn from the same person. But they're all like, you're getting in my way. It's just, it's just hilarious to me. But um, it's like anyway. A king di- or a uh, king divided by himself cannot stand. <laughs> 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 and I was going to say, and I had uh, the uh, Doc Ock. But I think I had like two or three Doc Ocks, but their arms kept coming off. Like their mechanical arms. Yeah. Did they, did they make, yeah, I guess they did make one for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never saw him in the stores. Like I, that was back in the days of KB, and like it was just tons and tons of Secret Wars, but it never had the ones you wanted. Like I, I had um, I had Doctor Doom, who didn't have the cape. That always bugged me. I had, I could never find Spider Man, but I had Wolverine, and there's a version with him of Black Claws. He's rarer, but I never had that one. And then I had Iron Man. And you can never find him without the yellow missing on the little middle piece, the little circle, you know? I still have I him. Iron, I had Iron Man, too. And then there's one other one that I had, and I'm not thinking of it right now. But, like, um, yeah, the it, it, 
the figures were hard to stand like, like Spider-Man and like uh, I, I went over to a buddy's house and I didn't even know that they come out with the black Spider-Man and the hobgoblin and it blew my mind. I was like, what they made these. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world, but I never went out and got them or anything. But, but I did as a, uh, older kid by uh gentle giant did, um, the six, one, six scale of, uh, yeah. all the figures where they made them 12 inch figures. Yeah. And I bought Goblin, I bought black Spider-Man, to make up for the fact that I didn't have them as a kid. And then I sold them like a few months later because I didn't care <laughs> as I am prone to do, but I still, I still think they're cool. So it's, you know, it's funny is that you keep talking about how, uh, how they, Dr. Doom didn't have a cape, but the Dr. Doom yeah. action figure they came out with was the version that appears at the end of secret wars where he didn't have a cape or a cloth. He just wore the iron. Yeah. But it, it was, you got to admit though, he would look cooler with a cape. He just looks cooler with a cape. I, no, I mean, I understand. He yeah, does. Yeah. It was just like, like they, they came out with that. That was the version that they come out with. But he doesn't even appear in that outfit until like near the end of Secret Wars. How much you want to make a bet that they did that on purpose? Because they're like, we're having a lot of trouble with the cape. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Whatever you want. Uh, cha-ching, cha-ching. What did you say? Cha-ching. <laughs> Now wow. I will say that though some of these that um that I have I didn't buy they were given to me from a friend later on. That's sure. My, that we used to kind of you know play with uh, uh kind of play together and stuff and then and I was just like I ended up just getting them that way. But yeah, they were. I mean, I loved the little the shields which were which were garbage, and everybody had a shield, and Cap had a shield, but it wasn't his shield. It was just the the one that everybody had with the little lenticular things. That's actually a thing in toy history. Like there were so many toys, a cap, really the only figure that had a shield was the Mego version or Mego, whatever you want to say is, I think it was Mego. And like, um, they, that one was just like a shield with a sticker on it. <laughs> it was always bubbling up everywhere. And then like, uh, the, um, or maybe that's just the repro. It's been a long time since that, but I'm pretty sure that's right on all of them. Cause the one I got like was like that. Um, cause I lost my, like, you know, like much of them back in the day, the accessories ended up in a car or a vacuum somewhere. Um, it was hard to do with the Mego stuff, but anyway, like, uh, the cap shield, you know, you had the secret wars version, then you had the toy biz version where it was like thick and it had it, like shot out or whatever. And then like, then it, they made another one. Like basically like it took forever to just get a regular shield. And then there was an Avengers figure for toy biz and really until Marvel legends, there wasn't a, a legit shield for the figure. It was just weird. There was a, let's see. No, you know what? Um, there was one, and I don't, I don't know. This was before Marvel Legends, I believe. It was still part of the Toy Biz wave. There was a... Um, it was a the Avengers figure? Yes. Yeah. I think, they were, I think they were loosely kind of based off of like, like Mike Diodato's uh, Avengers at the time. I don't know, but it was like it was like Wanda, um, Scarlet Witch, Thor, Cap, and Iron Man. I think. I think that's yep. all they did. Yeah. And I have I have those too. I used to have them, but I got rid of them a long time ago. I'll tell you what I what I have because uh, we're getting way off subject here. We got to dial it back in, but um, I'll tell you what I have, but. Uh, and I have lots of them, and people are like, "Why the hell do you have that?" 
remember the Bad Avengers uh, cartoon from the nineties? Uh, no, I don't think I ever. <laughs> they had all this like unnecessary armor on, and they had oh, wasps. Yeah. No, I and, do, I do. They made toys for that. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I got a whole case of action figures. <laughs> they look with the with the where Iron Man looked all weird, like he looked terrible. Dude, the only reason I got him because I had Wonder Man and I love Wonder Man. That was it. Yeah. All right. So, so getting back to actual Secret Wars, um, now we've talked about what spawned Secret Wars, which is the toys. For people that uh, that are really unfamiliar with Secret Wars, and I'm going to tell you right now, you know, uh, going into this, you can watch a lot of YouTube channels that go into like big into the history of what was going on and this and that. And they can tell you like all the people in the creative, you know, uh like meetings behind secret wars and but that's not what this is about this is just about the actual book itself and the things that came from it and just a little bit of like what we know about it uh but one thing is that secret wars was one of the was the first like big multi kind of crossover events and you and i touched a little bit on this when we were doing talk about the x-men and chris, and chris claremont yeah and it and it, it, it kind of was the beginning of the end because you know, it was so success, uh, successful that, like, um, was it Shooter, who was pretty much insistent that they do one every year after that mm-hmm. thing together? And then, and then, I, like, I think it, was, it was that the Mutant Massacre, and I think it was one of the one of the annuals. You know, where they did the thing where, like, during that summer when the annuals came out, there was going to be all one big connected story, like Atlantis attacks and that kind of stuff. Oh God, that was terrible, man. I, that was, I, I mean, it was, it was just, even back then I knew it was a gimmick and like, I mean, it had its moments, but like, uh, I just, I, I really have a problem with a lot of it, but it's like, anyway, it, it had, it had, it always has its moments, but you know, like when they do the, these new movies at this point, it's just, you know, they, they ended it in, within game, you know, um, appropriate title. And then like they, they've talked about, bringing in secret wars. But what do you think of this? I think if they did it, they should do it just like the comics and it's time back into, I'm not getting too far off. Imagine you're watching the movie and then they just disappear and then they're gone for just, you know, a little bit and then they're right back. They're like, Whoa, what was that? And they can do it <laughs> for every movie <laughs> until they built up the secret wars. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? I mean, cause yeah, because people are like, what's going on? I really want to know what's going on. And they just keep doing it over and over and over again. And that's pretty much what happened because what they, they were in their individual titles, they disappeared. And the very next issue were they're back, but it was a yearly series because it was 12 issues. And it actually went past that because there were such gaps in between it because Zach couldn't keep up with the, the pace. And then they had fill in issue or um, fill in artists. And like, uh, so yeah, the lot happened. And like you said, you, you you started reading about it and you didn't know it had happened, right? No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. I was, you know, reading X-Men primarily and, um, and you know, like the, the X-Men go into this thing and then, <laughs> and I'm so I'm going to actually go back, refer back to the book here because um, it's got that scene and to, to kind of, uh, there's a couple of different reasons why I wanted to do Secret Wars and we've kind of been uh, indirectly leading into Secret Wars not something we had to do, but we were kind of dancing around it. Uh, and I was like, well, what the heck? We might as well go ahead and just do it. Um, but um, when the X-Men go in, 
it just has them going into it and that's it. And it says here, the last panel where they go into this big, huge ring with these, uh, it's this big, huge, you know, like, I, I don't even know what to describe because it's, it's all this, you know, machinery. It's this big, huge ring, almost like a, like a, like an arena. And it's got these openings, but there's nothing to it. So like, it didn't even have to be that big. It didn't have to be this big ornate thing because all it does is just teleport them to the space station where Beyonder forms battle world. But the thing that they go into didn't need to be this big. So it's kind of unnecessary, but it says, uh, the last panel says, they vanish from the earth, from reality as they know it, perhaps never to return. And there's nothing in there that says, you know, um, like see, like uh, like look for secret wars or anything like that. They're just gone. And that's it. So I'm like, okay, well, what the heck happened? And then when I get my next issue of X-Men, here they are just appearing out of nowhere over Tokyo. And it's like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, when uh, on a, a mom sick or funny, uh, Comey and I always reference um, this uh, David Spade comedy special called Take the Hit, uh, which is really funny. But in one of the things, um, one of his little his uh, little bits on Take the Hit is talking about watching like a, like a TNA movie on USA um, where they've edited out all the good stuff. And he's like, he's like, oh, it's like a, uh, it was like a, like a, how is it, um, a booby camp or whatever, or, or booby fest. Like, hey, let's go to the booby fest. And it cusses, and they're leaving. They're like, wow, that was a great booby fest. And like, that's kind of <laughs> how the X Men was. Like, hey, let's go into this thing and check it out. And the next day, she's like, wow, that was crazy, wasn't it? And it's like, what, 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 what was crazy? I, I, I don't know what happened. All I know is you guys are in Tokyo, and like, some things they're weird, and then. And like, there's a big dragon. I have no idea what's going on here, you know. And and then of course, like, I feel that whole I feel that whole dragon relationship was just way inappropriate. Like, it was, it was, Lockheed it was, so was so small, and the other thing was so big. That was just that was just it's just wrong on so many levels. It was so forced. I mean, I mean, they didn't really get a chance to know each other and to really decide this was the kind of relationship they wanted to be in. It was just like, oh, we're just going to do it for ratings. It's sweeps week. And uh, and then, of course, you know, they divorced by the end of the issue. So it, it, it was sad. Like, uh, you know, let me ask you this and, and listeners, too. Do you remember where you like, can you look at certain books and you know exactly where you were when you bought those? Like, you can actually go back in your head in time and go, oh, I remember exactly where I was when I bought this. Um, I remember I exactly. Remember. I can't remember exactly where I was. Uh, so no, sometimes, sometimes I can exactly remember when I bought um, the Spider-Man vs. Wolverine. Uh, yeah. That one shot. I, I remember picking that up off the stand. I remember when I bought my Killing Joke. Um, and uh, and there, there's some there's some books I do remember. Like I don't remember everything about that day, but I remember picking that up and getting it. Other things I just remember like reading it or like for the first time and kind of like how I felt when I read it. Well, I, re I remember where I was the, the first time I saw secret wars. Number one, I was at Walden books at Valley view mall. And like, I was, I mean, so what year was that? I mean, was it 84 when it happened? So I would have been in fourth grade and you know, that cover number one, I'll give it, you know, no matter what anybody says that cover is probably one of the most iconic covers of all time. Right. It's got oh, everybody it in it. And, and Mike Zegger. 
Yeah, the original. And it, it blew my mind, man. I was like, whoa, what is this? And I was like, oh, this is the guy that's drawing Captain America. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, what's this? I didn't know anything about it either, man. But I remember when I saw that cover and and then I read the comic, I was like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I was like, this, this is really well, well drawn. <laughs> and I, I don't hate Secret Wars. Don't get me wrong. But like, um, it's, it was interesting. I think even as a child, I understood this was like, how, how do you put this? Like it was geared towards selling to me. Sometimes things that are geared just to sell towards a demographic are so obvious that that's what they are. Even children understand <laughs> this. This wasn't just like done from the heart. This wasn't somebody's love project. This was something that somebody was told to do. Well, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember seeing number one, like on a news on like a, a rack or anything, or, you know, at the, uh, convenience store i'm trying to think which issue was the first issue i remember seeing of secret wars i'm thinking it was probably issue was it issue four the one with the hulk which is i mean this i would say that as iconic of cover as number one is that cover uh no i'm sorry it was number three with the x-men because of course they had the x-men on it and and uh and that's what caught my eye but i'll say the the next the thing that i think is just as iconic um is uh, to the the first one is is uh, I believe it's four. Where where the Hulk's holding up all the the land or like the the yeah. rock and stuff. Yeah, it's, it is. I'd say number twelve is pretty iconic too. The last one. Oh, like, yeah. Um, that, well, and don't forget the uh, was it number is it eight, eight or nine? Eight. 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 Yeah. The Spider Man. That, that actually might. I think that was maybe the second issue. The, no, the third issue I bought. So I think it was um, it was three, four, and eight, and I just had to pick up the other ones up afterwards. Yeah, I don't know if I ever had. I, I mean, I know at one point I had the complete run, but I'm going to be honest to everybody here. I don't think I've ever read it all the way through. I've just read parts of it. I mean, I get the gist of it. Well, but like, um, uh, I've never read it all the way, and and there's a reason for that. So. Well, um, the you know the cover to four people haven't seen it. Which I think is beautiful that they that they do an homage to it in Endgame. So the four is just that the most of the cover is nothing but just this big, huge slab of rock because the heroes had a mountain dropped on them by the Molecule Man, trying to show off for a girl, and uh, and then the Hulk is holding the whole thing up, keeping it from being crushed, and it says, "Beneath 150 billion tons stands the Hulk, and he's not happy," and. Uh, and it, it's such a, a great, uh, it, it's, it's such a great cover. And, and, and that scene in it, even though it doesn't last very long, you know, that, that scene from uh, the end of issue three, when it dropped the, the mountain on him to that is, uh, is great. But, you know, we're nope. kind of getting ahead of ourselves here. Well, with number, number four, like I, I never liked that one as much. And like, I think it's ties into the reason that secret wars, the issues I have with it is like literally is um the, uh, the art was changed and I don't think that was a Zek cover, man. If it was, it doesn't look like traditional Zek. And like, it no, was like, yeah, that's, I didn't see. That's my whole problem with secret wars. I love secret wars in parts, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that Layton filled in for Zek on so many issues. And when you've got Zek on an issue 
And then Layton fills in. Layton's a great artist. But for me, it took me out of the story. It's, it's a tonal shift. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, though, because we're getting into it before we've even, like, started it off. So, all right, wall crawler. Yes. What? 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 Uh, what do you remember? I guess uh, just say starting off at the beginning of Secret Wars. What do you remember? <clears throat> Everybody was confused. They didn't know what was going on. Like who? What? Why? How? What? And everybody was. Like, yeah, it's like they they really didn't understand why they were where they were. <clears throat> and then like everybody was kind of getting up in teams. And like I th- I actually find the the villain part more interesting than the the superhero part because the superheroes don't necessarily have to mistrust each other because I don't think she Hulk or I don't think thing is worried about like, you know, um, Colossus, you know, it's like maybe a little bit, but you know, as opposed well, as opposed to like molecule man and, and Dr. Doom, you know, it's like, I mean, there was elements of that and you know, like Colossus steals human torches, you know, girlfriend or whatever like you know it's like i mean there but it's like that wasn't known at the time you know it's like i mean stuff happens so it's interesting and and i want to i really want to make sure that i come back to this because i don't want to jump into it right now but i want to come back to the to that part when we talk about zazu or um but uh so what we come to find out is the heroes were all kind of summoned because they they all got this this um were alerted to this thing in the in the park and they went to check it out and uh, when they get there, then um, they end up getting whisked away. And then they find out that uh, through through some means that there was a basically a, a pinhole had been pricked in the, the fabric of their universe to another universe. At the time, that's how the story was. Of course, you know, some things have been kind of changed and, uh, you know, as, as storylines have gone on. But and from that, that of the universe, there was this being who goes by the beyonder. And he's watching them, but he can't understand the 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 the, the motivations of of you know the people of Earth, and so he sees this fight between good and evil, and he doesn't really kind of understand what it's about. So he kind of summons them all together, and when he summons them all, he ends up you know summoning the heroes, mm-hmm. um, the ones that are collected there, and he also ends up kind of uh, getting together a collection of of, uh, of villains, and the collection of villains is odd because he ends up getting. People like Ultron, Doctor Doom, uh, Molecule uh, Galactus, Man. huh? Molecule Man, Molecule Man, who at the time wasn't even a—he still had a powers, but he wasn't a villain. He was—that's kind of a big part of the storyline too—is how he's—he's he's like, I just want to be Owen Reese. I, you know, I don't want to be, you know, the Molecule Man. I'm—I'm I'm cured of that. Uh, and then you had, you know, people like uh, the Lizard. And you also had uh, had Magneto, and that was kind of a really big thing because in the X Men storyline at the time, you know, Magneto was kind of kind of turning over a new leaf, and and when they appear on the uh, when they appear on the the different space stations, um, you know, there's a hero station, there's a uh, a villain station. Magneto was with the heroes, and the other heroes can't figure it out. Like, what's he doing here? And as the X Men try to vouch for him. You know, the other ones are the uh, the heroes are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're vouching for Magneto, then you guys must be bad, too, or something must be going wrong here. So it, when you talk about how they, the heroes don't really have to, like, worry about the others, but everyone from that point, from that moment was worried about the X-Men. 
they didn't trust. On this point, I want to point out that Turk has a trade in his hands right now, and I do not. <laughs> <laughs> so he has Cliff Notes, and I am operating on memory from 1984. So, <laughs> well, I, I grabbed the trade just to kind of make sure that certain parts of oh. it I remember it. But oh, also, me. I read the also, trend. I know everything. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about Secret Wars. Oh, Crowder. <laughs> yeah. Thank, okay. thank you. If it had been up to you, like, you know, Wizard of Oz would have only been like like five minutes long. Be like, hey, what's behind that curtain? What? I'm not going to go kill some witch. You could kill your own damn witch. <laughs> but no, that's actually a big part of the story, though, um, even without the trade, is. In uh, issue three, which is why the when Spider-Man fights the X-Men, which I definitely want to get into, um, is because he overhears them talking about Magneto, and it's um, it's kind of it's kind of funny. So, so the Beyonder has all these people here. Oh, and on the uh, on the villain side, you also have the Enchantress and the um, uh, uh, the Wrecking Crew. So I've never liked the Wrecking Crew as villains, even though they do have one of the most iconic stories ever, which is when they took over the Avengers Mansion. And- I, I love the Wrecking Crew just because they're so goofy that they work though. It's just such a it's such a weird ragtag group, but like they're vicious. I, I, they're just vicious, man. They are. They are some of the worst, <laughs> the worst villains ever. But. um but you know the the issues where they they took over the uh, where they took over um, they took over the Avengers Mansion and I think that was uh, I mean is it is either is it Sal Buscema or John it was, um, John Buscema John Buscema and uh, and Tom Palmer on the art and they they like beat the crap out of Jarvis they they almost beat Hercules to death it's a fantastic like run I think it either goes for four or five issues. Um, and I've actually been trying to um, gather a couple of them for a comic. He doesn't really know it because, you know, we've talked about him not being a superhero guy. Um, and I try to find, uh, as I come across like, interesting runs of stuff, I try to snag them for him. And I found a lot of those, uh, the issues from that, uh, uh, from that story arc in Dollar Bins. So if you've never read that, the, um, it's from the late 80s uh, Avengers storyline, um, The Wrecking Crew. It's The Wrecking Crew and uh, Masters of Evil, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I think, um, is it Baron Zemo somewhere involved? Anyway, um, they end up taking over Avengers Mansion, and it's it's really good. It's dark, but it's really good. But anyway, so the thing I never liked about the Wrecking Crew is that like they, they don't really work together. They're, they're just having to be together. And then if you don't know anything about them, they have enchanted construction worker <laughs> tools he, he, he basically the, the record got his powers from loki he gave him an enchanted crowbar to beat up anyways <laughs> <laughs> a new ski mask but here's but here's the twist the magic was never in the crowbar it was always in him the whole time no i'm just gonna, i was gonna say are you what <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> But you've got you got the wrecker with his crowbar. You got Thunderball with his big huge uh, ball. <laughs> wrecking ball. I'm sorry. Is, that, is, it, is it Thunderball? Or is it yeah? Yeah, it's, thun- it's Thunderball pile driver and yes. um, what's the other guy? I can't remember his name. Uh, and what, what does he have? He has like a like an enchanted jackhammer or something. What is it? 
No, they both. There's two of them that have the ball and chain, and then the other one is just kind of like smashes through stuff. Yeah, um, like in the orange, and he has like the helmet. What is that guy's name? That's driving me crazy. Because Thunderball's the green and yellow, the black guy, and then the 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 white guy is Pile Driver. Yeah, and then the other guy is I can't remember. Thunderball record Pile Driver. Um, it's kind of funny that in Secret Wars you also have Absorbing Man. So you've got two guys that carry ball and chains. See, I see. I like Absorbing Man though. I really do. He's awesome. Oh, Crusher Creel is awesome. He's he's always yeah. been like one of my favorites. Um, he has he has a really nice kind of story arc in this too. So you know, and, funny, like, and this is uh, where him and Titania, I guess, meet because everybody meets her for the first time. Yep, Bulldozer's the other one. Bulldozer, that's it. That's him. And they had the worst mm-hmm. costumes too. <laughs> and you know, what I think is funny is that you've seen everybody from Pace Pot Pete to uh, <laughs> to like the Beetle, like update their costumes as they went along. Like the record has never isn't even Pace Pot Pete anymore. What's his name now? The Melter, Trapster, or, or the what? Trapster. The Trapster. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Paste pot Pete. That's horrible. <laughs> you would never live that down, man. Anytime if I was Spider-Man, anytime we go into battle, I'll be like, hey Pete, how's it going, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, pasty? Uh, you know what would have been cool in, in like Secret Wars that they didn't put in there though? I think the puppet master would have been kind of cool in that. He could have done something kind of neat. He's weird, yeah. but yeah, maybe. He would have just been like, I want to get back home to Alicia. Really? And really, to be honest, to be honest like, the, I guess the Beyonder was the puppet master in this one. Because he just kind of like, oh, oh, deep. He gets deep. So the Beyonder brings them all together. And um, and he's like, hey, so I don't understand this whole thing. Um, I'm going to make you guys like fight it out. I want to see what happens. Um, and I'm going to give whoever wins, I'm going to give them like, you know, like they have a wish, whatever they want their you know, most desired thing. I'm going to grant that wish. And of course the villains are all like, hell yeah, I want some diamonds and stuff. Cause you know, most of them are, you know, are just simple, simple minded. <laughs> and except for people like doom where doom is like, yeah. Um, he's like looking around, he's like, yeah, what I want is your power, yo. And uh, and you've got Galactus, which I love. Galactus just kind of sits there, and uh, and he's got like it, I'll say this for it to be what seems as kind of cheesy as it goes through, like there's a lot of really strong like like character driven moments and a lot of of uh, a really strong motivation behind people and the way things play out. Uh, it's almost like you see the heroes scrambling more to to kind of figure out what to do. Even though you think there that there should be more, uh, should be more direct and single focus, which is, oh, we've got to you know stop the villains, but we're not going to kill them. As where the villains are like, yeah, we're going to kill them all, and that's what we want to do. So, hey, can I ask you this about Galactus? I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. Did he ever get hungry at the end? Was he this? Like, does he ever make a move? Like, I hunger. Does that ever happen? He, well, I mean, does, he, he can potentially destroy Battle World, right? Like, well, he, well, it's kind of interesting you mentioned that he does not ever say "go, I hunger" because that's something he would normally say to his, um, to his herald. herald. 
but yeah, that actually happened. So before we get into that, okay. in order for them to fight on, uh, the Beyonder pulls like a section of of like all these different planets. And he just he just uproots them and just shoves them all together and says, "This is battle world." So you've got all these different like uh, alien worlds and stuff together. One of the places he lifts, he pulls and shoves to make battle world is Denver. And to my knowledge, they never addressed in any of the comic books where people are like, "Hey, what the hell happened to Denver?" Right? <laughs> like it was never a thing. That that Bob Denver's full of shit, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Which which Bob Denver? The guy that sings, or the one that was in Gilligan's Island? Uh, I guess it's, I messed it up, didn't I? <laughs> it worked. <laughs> you knew what I meant. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, they, they no, they never they never like addressed that to my knowledge. <clears throat> but anyway, so <clears throat> you know so, why? Because it's Denver and nobody cares. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, just... okay. Uh. So good scheme, huh? Good scheme. Good scheme. Scheme. Oh, good scheme. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't see too many black skiers, so. (laughs) Oh, they're there. They're just covered up. They wear scarves. (laughs) (laughs) You trying to say the deep inside? (laughs) Uh, Okay, I can't keep using that every episode. Um, So anyway. The uh, the uh, they put him down on the planet, and heroes go are one thing, the villains are another, and you know everyone starts trying to explore. And first, the the villain, the heroes at first say, "Let's figure out what's going on here." And they find these like abandoned, uh, almost headquarters. There's like all over the place. Um, but then the heroes realize that there's alien people on this world that he's shoved together. And the villain's like, we don't give a sh- give a dang. <laughs> and then the hero's like, well, we've got to protect the people. And the villains are like, we're not on Earth. We don't know these people. We don't care. And there's only a finite amount of you as opposed to on Earth where you guys can call on resources from everywhere. And not only that, we're all collected together with a, a this is before um, Acts of Vengeance. So we're all collected together, you know, in a way that we've never had before. Where we had Dr. Doom. Dr. Octopus, Galactus, Ultron, all together to launch an attack. You know, um, and and they really start, I mean, from the beginning, they just start wrecking shop. Well, they, you know, and I'll I'll say this, man, like, there was issues with Doom because John Byrne had done his run on, um, or still still doing his run on Fantastic Four. You know, that's a whole other show. And there was some really good issues with Doom. and, and, And a lot of them had Terax in it and like i don't want to go too far off but basically what i want to say is doom is just such a great villain man like i i i didn't appreciate him as much back in the day it's taken me to as i get older to appreciate him but doom is just so awesome and and it kind of this is another one where he just he's playing along but he's the ultimate villain because he never really respects anybody ever even the beyonder he's working them i mean he just he's he's you know i've been completely wrong for so long about him like he's just and and the thing is he doesn't think he's bad either so there's just such yeah. a and, and a lot of it's showcased here a lot of it i think well, i'd enjoy always, going back to revisit it just because of him uh, a, a lot of i've always said when it comes to doom that um his whole thing is that 
is that um, Doom's thing is that the world would be a much better place if I took it over. And whenever he does, like in the, the uh, Emperor Doom graphic novel, and I always referenced it, when he does take it over, it is. It is a better place. Now, you lose some freedoms, but, I mean, a lot of the stuff, I mean, just like the people of Latveria, they're quite happy with Doom. And, and, the, and the thing is, the heroes and people like Reed Richards can't understand it. They can't understand, like, how could you be happy in this? They're like, we want for nothing, you know? He takes care of us. And we're much better off than the people in your country. So, yeah, we don't have these things. We don't have these things. But we live comfortably, securely. There's no starvation. You know, there's it, like none of that stuff that you guys have there. Um, with the exception of Secret Wars 3, where... Yeah, there's he, um, he he basically just kind of, I mean that's a whole other thing, but he kind of like uh, he kind of gives up the throne, you know, basically. Yes. I mean, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing that gets in Doom's way most of the time is his ego. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense but, though. It's like it's so it's so awesome. Like he, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about him. That's like, see, that's what I hated about him because he's like, bah. You know, he's so stereotypical. Bah, I hate everybody. Yeah, I'm the best. And uh, but over time, he's not. He's not wrong. <laughs> but 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 no, he's not. the thing that gets in his way is his own self. It's it's interesting. Yeah, and it, it, it's 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 funny how how he how he sees himself. Um, and you know, one of my one of the things I think that really swayed me towards Doom was uh, that Fantastic Four, uh, I think it was like maybe a two or three part issue with the, like the puppet town. It's the one that's got that yellow cover where he's like, yeah, where he's, he's like he's in the town. Huh? Yeah, that, that's that's the one I was talking about. The, those yeah. That issue was fantastic. And he had like his air and stuff and like everybody loved him and you got to see this whole side of him. It's, it was pretty cool. You know, what I, you, know what I remember, you know what I remember most about that issue? What? is at the top of the book, it had that, that banner that said, you could win $25,000 by reading this comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really believe it? Oh, I know. I know inside it had like a contest for like Charleston Chew or something like that. Oh. Um, and for, for people who have never heard of a Charleston Chew, it used to be a candy. I think it may have had one once. I, I don't know. I guess they probably should have kept that 25000 actually put it into making a better candy. But um <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that because there was a lot of issues. I actually think the death of Jean Grey had that on the top of it too. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of money for back then, man. I mean, it's a lot of money now, but it's really a lot of money back then. That'd be yeah. more like 50, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, and in that, that Fantastic Four issue, Doom had, had somehow captured the Fantastic Four and it strapped him into this, this device and had... Um, had basically put them in this fantasy world, but it wasn't just like a, a virtual world. They were actually this like miniaturized puppet world where they were just living their lives out as normal people, the way they they would have if there hadn't been a uh, if there hadn't been the whole cosmic rays thing. It was uh it was pretty interesting. Uh but anyway, so uh, going back to your wars, Doom is not even actually in it in the very beginning as far as a, a true villain because Galactus is like, no one tells Galactus what to do. He goes to fight the Beyonder. Doom goes with him. Um, 
and uh, Beyonder sends Galactus crashing down to Earth and saying, you know, again, Doom along with him. But when Doom gets together, he, you know, he does the Doom thing. He's like, hey, um, I'm going to do things my way. And if you guys see fit to, to join me and listen to what I have to tell you, then so be it. Otherwise, uh, you can go spit. And you know, that, I mean, that's just Doom. So awesome. Yeah, and then, and then and then you got the best. And I was thinking about it, like, you know, on the other side, you've got the best leader, and I don't know how it breaks down, but Cap, you know, and really, Doom's kind of like, I mean, you can put the Red Skull in there. I mean, but basically, like, those are the best leaders from both sides, right? The Doom's the best leader of villains, and like Cap's the best leader of heroes. Yeah, and you've got you've got more. Well, yeah, I think we've got equal equal brain power on on both teams because you've got Doom and Doc Ock, and then you've got uh, you've got Cap and Mr. Fantastic. So it was it was kind of kind of even of sorts. But um, going back to your thing about Galactus, um, once Galactus gets on like his battle world and he's standing there and he he goes at one point he just stands there for long so he doesn't move, um, and then. Uh, he at one point rent, like lifts his arms up and Reed Richards sees him and he's like, oh, he's like, oh no, that's not good. And they're like, what's going on? And he's like, he's calling, um, he's calling his, uh, his spaceship. And he's like, when he's calling his spaceship because he wants his device, he's going to devour our battle, battle world. And I think that it was, it was the fight for, with Galactus, that brief fight with Galactus, I mean, with uh, Beyonder, it weakened him to where it's like, okay, I'm going to devour this planet. And where they have that agreement that he won't touch Earth, Battle World's not a part of that. And there's really nothing they can stop. They can't stop him from devouring it because he's Galactus. And so they're trying to fight the villains on one front, Galactus on another. I mean, it really has a lot going on that I think is, is kind of dismissed by people, you know, just kind of at first glance when they look back at it, at the book that has only has exclamation points as punctuation. <laughs> is that is that what you hate about it like the 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 I, I never really like in comics that never bothered me but like i get to see why i get annoyed when you start well, no, noticing it it doesn't bother me but if you go through it there are every every sentence ends in an exclamation point who there wrote no, it I, I can't remember was it d matisse uh, shooter shooter wrote it yeah huh i did not know that interesting Jim shooter mcgavin Let's go to the let's go to the sizzler and catch some grub. <laughs> so, um, so the whole the whole thing is, um, you know, it really is, is just the the uh, the heroes just on the defensive the entire time. Um, and I mean, you know, the the individual like battles are interesting, but they don't really make up the story. I mean, there are there are elements in it that. Um, which we really wanted to talk about were the different elements in it that really kind of uh, carried over into like the, the, the regular, the, the regular uh, universe outside of what happened in secret wars, because like I said, what we said in the beginning, secret wars happens. And then when we, when we pick up, there are things that are already in place. So if you were reading fantastic four, fantastic four went away with the thing, the next issue here, she Hulk. And it's like, well, what the heck happened? 
And because that, that doesn't even happen until the last issue of Secret Wars, you got a whole year before you really get the, the full story of why Ben stayed on Battleworld. And of course, he had the thing, his, um, his, um, his solo comic. But can I, can I ask you solo comic I, that's running before you even know why? Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask you like, do we ever know what he did when he was there? Do they ever go and focus on that time or is he just kind of by himself? No, the thing solo book, um, actually they chronicled his, uh, his story on battle work. Cause they took, they, they Denver ended up going back, but, uh, and I think some of the other, the, the inhabited section, like, uh, uh, pieces of planets were put back, but I think the uninhabited ones stayed together. And and then the thing is just there on what's left of Battle World, kind of roaming around. And, and we're kind of jumping all over the place here. But the reason he stayed was because throughout the book he keeps turning back, turning human. Yeah, he could turn at will. That was the one thing he could do, right? Like he could turn back and forth at will. No, it wasn't at will. It wasn't. Um, no, but he was he was trying to figure out because it was happening and he was at one point there's a fight and he's like, I've got to he goes, I've got to turn back to the thing. And he couldn't figure out how. And it wasn't until the end that he realized that something on Battleworld, because throughout a lot of the thing comic book, he was just as Ben Grimm, not as the thing. Hmm. But once once everything is done and he comes home, there's a there's actually a mention in the very in like the last issue. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick where Ben decides he's going to stay on battle world because he's like, Hey, I can be, I can be Ben Grimm here. And I, and I, you know, I can change back and forth at will after he f- figures out how, um, and, uh, see if I can find it here. See, I, I always love thing, man. He, he was like, he was really their second to third most popular character, right? Like besides Spider-Man at one point, and I don't know why, but just over time, he just, they did so many weird things with him. They kind of ruined him. But like, um, I mean, I still, I still ever blue eyed loving thing. I mean, he's, he was like, um, he's just iconic. So it says here, um, and this is like the second to last page of, of uh, issue 12. Um, he says he's staying and he says, you know, uh, Something about the planet that lets me change from the thing to human. I can be regular Ben Grimm again whenever I want. Now, you know, been dreaming this day for so long. And, um, and Reed Richards tries to tell him something. He goes, uh, it, uh, it's like, I got me, uh, the real me. Maybe you can't understand that. But before I go back to a place where I ain't me, um, and I know I want to fit in, I just want to do something. And so Reed, he tries, but doesn't try really hard to kind of say some things to him. But in the very end, <clears throat> Reed says to himself, you know, in a thought bubble, if only I could tell him what I suspect about his trans- transformations, but it's the kind of thing that might shatter a man, even a strong man like Ben. No, better say nothing and hope he slowly discovers the truth for himself or hides it uh, or hides from it forever. So he realized that Battle Ward's not is not the thing that does it, but He's like, well, if I tell him the truth, it might destroy him. So I'll leave him on this place that we have absolutely no way of getting him home from or getting him help if he needs it or he can contact us if he needs help. Because, you know, I, 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 he, he's such a fragile, egotistical, little blue-eyed thing. See, uh, that, see that's the thing about uh, – no play on words, but, like, that is the thing about Richards, though. He's really good at technical side. 
but he's so terrible when it comes to people. Like that's his flaw. Like he knows how to, to, to create equipment and, you know, besides the, you know, when they got (laughs) radiated with like gamma rays, but, uh, but, but like, um, the, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Cosmic rays, but he doesn't, um, he doesn't understand, people and then that, that that is that's pretty much been even up to now like he uh just recently he he was messing with his son's genetics because like you got the whole thing going on with the x-men and you know his son's technically a mutant and um he he yeah, he, 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 he just with him so that he couldn't use the portal yeah yeah it's just it's just you know he just does things like that all the time so here's something interesting. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but here's something interesting that you may not know. But um, there are, is it two pages um, in issue 12 that are drawn by Art Adams? No, I didn't know that. Yep. I've got, I've got it, but I don't, I, I think I've got, let's see, what I, I used to have every single one, but unfortunately I got rid of eight. That's the hardest to get back. But I've got one, six, seven, nine, 10 and 12. And I don't, I might have three, but I know I don't have four or two. Eh, whatever. I mean, like it's, I think I've got, I got most of them. I got a lot of them. So, um, to kind of, uh, geez whiz, man, <laughs> we, we barely even scratched the surface of this. Um, I don't think we can go through the whole thing. I mean, it's like, it's just, it's it's too big, man. It's like, that's 12, that's a year of story. It's like, I mean, basically they fight and like, there's a winner. I mean, you kind of (laughs) know it's like, well, no, I I definitely didn't want to try to go through it, but I wanted to kind of pick out certain things from it that were, that were were really kind of, uh, really pretty interesting. What about Um, the Colossus thing? Do you want to go into that? I was, um, but I was going to, before I got into going that, I was going to kind of hit, yeah, let's, uh, let's say we kind of uh, hit kind of different pieces of it. Um, so, for example, um, we were talking about, um, we talked about the kind of, fan, excuse me, Fantastic Four and the thing. Um, you know, the Fantastic Four story arc doesn't really change, except for, um, we didn't mention that, uh, the Invisible Woman. So... Uh, the Invisible Woman was not uh, was not there on Battleworld. She was the only one, right? She was the only one that wasn't there on Battleworld. You know, that had been interesting. I wonder if they did that on purpose because she was maybe too powerful. No. Do you remember what was going on at the time? No. So at the time, if I'm not mistaken, it had just been maybe a couple issues or so before that, um, that, that uh, she was pregnant. I think they retconned that because... Like, um, I think what happened was she had the baby. They just couldn't see it because it was invisible. And then it, and she, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I cracked myself off. <laughs> dark, dark humor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm going to name the baby John Cena. (laughs) I just thought he was really quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez, you're killing me here. (laughs) 
So, <coughs> so with the exception of uh, of the whole thing with um with uh, you know the the thing and uh, the Human Torch's girlfriend and all that kind of stuff, uh, which I mean, Human Torch's girlfriend. Oh, like wait, he's he's got a new girlfriend every week, right? Yeah, it's not it doesn't matter. Special. Um, there, nothing really major happens with them at all. Their, their story doesn't really change, um, at least not during, not during Secret Wars, that it's, you know, after they come back, where, of course, now you've got She-Hulk as a member of the team. Um, and with the Avengers, um, you don't really have any kind of major changes with the Avengers either. Everything with them kind of, you know, there's some things that kind of happen afterwards, but they weren't really directly uh, related to, like, the events of Secret Wars. Uh, you do have that with Spider-Man, though, of course, because on Secret Wars is where Spider-Man got um, where Spider-Man got uh, the the symbiote suit, and uh, and how all that happened, which is really kind of interesting. Now you you've read issue eight, so you remember the whole thing with the with the uh, symbiote suit? Yeah, well, he's like uh, he got it. He got it all. His costume was destroyed in a battle, like pretty much beyond repair, and then like um, they. Uh, the symbiote was something that he kind of found or came up with where he put it on him. Like where, where did he find, where did Richards find it? Well, what happened was they were, um, his costume was all ripped up and he sees Hulk and Thor, um, like walking in like, Hey Thor, your costume's all in shape. It's like, yeah, there's a, there's a machine in there that will like, you know, make you a new costume, repair your costume. You just have to like, you know, think about it and it will do it. So he goes in there and he's trying to figure out which machine it is. And he sees this one and he goes over there and he starts thinking about a new costume and the symbiote, he actually, um, which we find out later, he accidentally unlocked the, whatever the symbiote was being held in and it climbed on him. And of course, the way that it, you know, that worked with his thoughts and stuff, it created this new costume for him. He's like, wow, wasn't really thinking about this, but this is kind of awesome. But at this time, though, he Julia Carpenter, Spider Woman, was around because she was she was um, she was there pulled there accidentally because she was living in Denver. So when they yanked the um, the Denver and put it in the battle world, she just happened to be there. And then of course she shows up and she is wearing a black and white Spider Man costume or Spider Woman costume. So he kind so of took, took the suggestion from her and was like, "Hey, I kind of like that," and swiped her costume. That's that's what he thinks. Yeah. Because he was having a little spider envy. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you mentioned earlier that uh, Doom is trying to make some some new some more villains, and he finds a machine because there's all these different alien machines on Battle World. And he finds a machine. He creates uh, uh, Titania and Volcana, yeah. who were actually um, two friends who lived in Denver, and he puts in a machine, and uh, Volcana uh, became. She was like a kind of a, a frumpy looking uh, woman who with the power, she becomes, you know, a little bit more uh, muscular and uh, and not as not as homely looking. And this is kind of how she describes herself. And um, and she ends up falling in love with uh, Molecule Man and they lived a nice uh, life for a while. They may even still be together. And then her friend, who was a kind of a scrawny like you know kind of seems uh seemed like she was invisible to people she becomes titania who becomes this big powerhouse brute and then she and um absorbing me had a, a uh, 
a kind of uh, on think, and off thing. I think they're married right now. Are they back together again? I think I think, I think they're already because he died, and then he came back, and like uh, you know, just as stories do, and like now now they're back together. <clears throat> he died. You, Black, yeah, he, di- he died in Black Bolt. There's a 12 issue series of Black Bolt. It was actually pretty good, and then um, and then he came back in Immortal Hulk because basically all Gamma people that have gamma right. radiation come, come back to life. Can uh, um, and he's always been one of my, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, villains. Me too. He's just, he's visually simple. It's just, I wear purple pants and I have a shirt and I can be anything. It's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's been one of those characters like a uh, Sandman who I just always liked um, because you're not, they're not your typical like villain villain. I mean, yeah, Zorby man, he'll go around and do some jobs, but really he would like nothing better than to be sitting at home, like watching TV, you know, yeah, watching some wrestling. He just needs to, uh, uh, to keep to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that they came from, and they actually turned out to be like some pretty decent villains that have been used back and forth here for a while. And from, I think this is the first time that Dr. Doom gets a real taste of godlike power. And I think it's also the thing that kind of, uh, which it goes, plays back into Secret Wars uh, 3, which is when he has that kind of power in, um, in, in Secret Wars 1, the first, you know, this one, he realizes that it's, it's not enough to just have the power. You have to really be able to kind of not, not even just control it, but you have to understand it, which kind of ties into what we talked about when we talked about Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet, which is, you know, when uh, when Nebula gets the gauntlet, she's not prepared for it. She's nowhere near prepared for it at all. Um, as where Thanos is, he's like, I've been preparing my whole life to know what it feels like to have this kind of power and how to keep that power from from running over me as where Doom has always wanted that power, but he's never fully prepared himself for it until that moment, which is why he's able to be manipulated so easily to get that power taken away from him. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Oh, oh man. I almost said something really stupid, but I'm not going to. <laughs> just go ahead. I just said something stupid. I was, no, I was going to fire back with the, with the <laughs> Limp Biscuit lyric, but I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to admit that I know any Limp Biscuit lyrics. It's just one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh, the thing, that's the thing about power that's so funny, man. It's like it's um, once you reach that level, it's like once – once you look out, like you're once you're Alexander and you look out and you realize there's nothing, no worlds left to conquer, it's kind of an empty feeling because there's nothing else to do. I mean, it's like, eh, what now? There's it, it's a uh, it's interesting, yeah. I think it's like you, you get they you get caught up so much in the conquering and the conquest that you forget about like, well, what do you do once you once you have it all? Yeah, it's um. Have you ever you ever seen uh the movie Wonder Boys or read the book? No, I haven't even heard uh, of it. Yeah. it it's, uh, it's by Michael Sh- Michael Chabon, um, who did the Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, and um, and uh, he also wrote the uh, the story for 
Spider-Man Two, the, the Doc Ock one. Um, okay. He's 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 won Pulitzers and stuff like that. He's a, he's a nobody, but um, he uh in in um. Well, I've never heard of him, but I know who Mike Zek is. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pulitzer. Uh. But in, in uh in Wonder Boys, which I, I I've got the book but I haven't read it yet, but the movie I really like. <clears throat> but in Wonder Boys, the Michael uh Michael Douglas's character, who is a you know, like a I think he's a Pulitzer Prize winning um uh author. Uh but anyway, he um he's writing his second book and the book is like thousands of pages and he just keeps writing and he's like at one point he says I just didn't know how to stop. I didn't know how to end it. And, uh, and so he just keeps going on and on. And I think that that's, that kind of happens the same thing when, when you're people that are into conquest is that they realize that when they get close to like the campaign is over, I have, I've, I've conquered all the worlds or those, so the campaign it's close to being over that they, they start to sabotage themselves because they know that, well, once that's, that's over, now there's something else I have to do, but I don't know how to do that. So the only way I can avoid doing that is to keep this going by, you know, subtly, you know, sabotaging myself, whether, whether it's, uh, you know, subconscious or subconscious. You know, it's interesting. It's like, it's easier to destroy than to create, but it's also harder to maintain than to create because maintaining is the hard thing about a society keeping it together the the, the it's uh yeah it's a, i mean to be honest you'd have to be a little bit crazy to want the position oh yeah and and i think you agree because you, you don't really think of it that way but when you're making something what you use to make it is completely different than what you use to keep it to maintain it to keep it to keep it together mm -hmm. if i build a house you know I, you know, I get everything. I get the, the bricks, the mortar, the wood. I put all that together. But when it comes to maintaining the house, I don't have to rebuild it. I have to fix or make or just basically take care of those pieces. That's not something I have to do. You know, and so it was like, well, if this thing is if I've got to maintain this thing. The only thing I really know how to do is rebuild it. That's I don't really know how to take care of it. It happens more than you think. It's like it's just easier just to tear the thing down and start over. Right. So, so I think, I think we see that. And, and the thing is with doom, because of he's doom, he doesn't fully realize like that when we go into secret wars three, that he didn't know how to properly manage and contain that kind of power from the first time he had it. You know, he, and he finds himself kind of falling into the, into the, the same, the same trap. But I think the difference in Secret Wars 3 is that he lets the power be taken from him as opposed to saying that he failed. Because he'll never say he failed. No. He can't, and he can't just give up and be like, you know, no, you know, I made a mistake here. He has to let it be taken from him. And that way it just seems like, you know, well, every, everything worked against me. And, you know, and I was I was doing great, but you guys ruined it. It's like the world would have been perfect, but you but you messed it up, you know. But he realized that that he himself had messed it up. But I can't admit that. I won't. I won't ever admit that. 
Man, it, it makes sense with his character too, because he, it's just, it's projection. He can't handle that type of a, uh, well, I mean, failure, right? Right. Yeah. So, so going from Doom, we go to the X Men. You know, the X Men have this whole thing where the, um, their, Magneto is there, and everyone's like, "Magneto, you're a villain." Is like, and it's kind of interesting because if you're an X Men reader then you see the you see the change in Magneto and you see where the X-Men are kind of, in a sense, taking his side. And this is leading up to Magneto taking over as the um as the headmaster, leading the uh the new mutants and kinda of, and leading the X-Men. Um who, who were the X-Men? It, it was Nightcrawler, Colossus, Storm, Rogue, and Wolverine. And Professor X walking. Professor X, yeah. And Lockheed. Headband Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> I, he he wasn't, wasn't wasn't wearing the headband and then the yellow suit this one. He was just he was just in pants and a and a uh, a tie, a shirt and tie. <laughs> oh, well, we talked about in our last uh when our the uh our Claremont kind of podcast thing that uh our Claremont episode where where, where was Kitty during this? In the issue of X-Men where they they disappeared in the Secret Wars. She's on a plane, and Emma Frost. Yeah, she's with Frost. Yeah, she was. Emma, uh, I think I even said that. I think I said she was with Emma Frost. Yeah, yeah. Well, because there was the issue. There was the issue long before that where she had gone off to a school, um, and she was she had been taken away from the X Men school to the Emma Frost school, which I can't never think of the name of it is Massachusetts Academy for like teaching evil stuff or whatever. But it's the Hellions, um, right? It's, it's the Hellions, right? Yeah. That was when that was when Emma uh, Emma had switched uh, switched uh, bodies with Storm. Do you remember that? Who who did she switch bodies with? Emma has switched bodies with Storm. Hmm. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a it's a issue of X Men like one fifty five or something or one sixty because it's got that it's, it was a two parter because Kitty didn't want to go and on the the second part of it there's a cover with um with uh Storm and Emma like they're fighting but they're, well, in, they're the in the air and it's a cockroach yeah. yeah I think I know I've seen it I've got it I just I don't know if I ever read that one yeah she has switched minds with her um and I think it was happened during like the um, they had attacked the X Men, and it was it was one of those one of those issues where they had uh, anyway she used that she switched their minds, and then she um, got she had the Hellfire Club invade um, the mansion because it, it was one of those issues where <coughs> Cole Macon and Reese were like, hey, it was the first time that they got to got together and be like. Hey, here's that Wolverine guy. Remember when he cut us up that time? <laughs> let's, let's beat him up. <laughs> it was the first time they decided they were going to go beat him up for what he did to him. <laughs> and then, of course, they get free. And he's like, hey, remember that ass whooping you just gave me? <laughs> Whoops. They're like the the gray old knight. Like, it's like, oh, look, keep getting things cut off. It's like, oh, I'm going to go off to again. It's like, you haven't defeated me. <laughs> Oh goodness! Yeah. So, um, it was the Black Knight. The Black Knight. Yeah, the Black Knight. Yeah. So, um, 
So you have them in there, and they're trying to defend Magneto. And then, of course, the all the heroes turn against them, and they're like, you know, why are you doing? You know, why would you defend him? And of course, Spider Man hears what's going on because they're talking about maybe they should go join Magneto, and he's like, I knew you guys were a bunch of traitors, which is really kind of funny. That whole scenario is really funny, but if you think back to like the X-Men, um, they've never really teamed up with the, with any of the other heroes. They've always been there. They've never teamed up with them. The closest you've gotten was Avengers annual 10, that rogue issue where they show up to um, actually, they don't even show up in that beast is there because they're members of the Avengers, but they don't even show up at all. Um, it's just the, uh, so they, there's really no, um, there's no collaboration between the X-Men and any other heroes. And the first thing thought is that, oh, you know, you guys are just as bad as him. Now, granted, Magneto's done a lot of bad stuff, you know, lots of bad stuff, primarily to the X-Men, but he's also just done a lot of bad stuff to the world. Like, oh, I'm going to sink this Russian submarine and take nuclear missiles off of it. Yeah. One, one fifty. <laughs> so. Um, that was one fifty, right? But the fact that, that yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. <clears throat> but the the fact that um that the the other heroes don't immediately take the x-men's side i i think captain america does but of course wolverine does his, his whole like i don't need you um uh, but anyway so that's 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 kind of interesting that that even though they're heroes they don't really recognize them as being heroes they they almost treat them like mutants you know, like like the world treats mutants, rather. Yeah, no, I mean like, that makes sense. I guess I, I never thought about it before. I mean, I was thinking about it as like I, there's they're bound to have been crossover. I mean, there's crossovers, but like um, <clears throat> they're usually it's a usually a misunderstanding where they get along at the end, but they weren't really together. It was more like they fought each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because you know, uh, a little ways after that, a couple years later, you have the. Um, after the Mutant Massacre, you have the X-Men vs. Fantastic Four thing, um, which Doom played a part in that. And then you also had the, um, that really nice uh, uh, Mark Silvestri uh, X-Men vs. Avengers four-parter. And I think in that you had Rogue vs. She-Hulk, which is pretty cool. So, but I think one of the greatest things that came out of that part, and I'm actually going to lead into your part um, in just a minute here, was... Uh, Wasp had gotten shot and hurt and she was, I think she actually had died and there was a machine that brought her back. She wasn't, she was mostly dead. So, you know, she was you know, too brave. Um, mostly. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, but, but Wasp mostly dies at night. Mostly. mostly. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, so uh, Magneto had saved her and he was um, and he kind of had her not really prisoner, but he was talking to her. He was being the suave gentleman that he's known to be when he's not, you know, trying to kill people. Mm. Uh, and Wasp doesn't listen to anything he says. She pretends like she's listening. He's trying to lay down his whole plan of what's going on and not really trying to trying to hurt anybody. And all I think she keeps thinking, saying is uh, like. Oh yeah, I'm pretending like I'm listening to him, but I know who he is. He's really just a killer, and the first uh, like chance I have, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna break away. And that's what he. I mean, he's very, he's very non-villainy to her. 
and treats her normally. Now, he does try to put the charm on her and stuff, but, and she says, hey, under your normal circumstances, I'd be like, oh, baby, let's get it on. Um, but not not with this. But the fact that she won't even listen to him as he's being very anti-villainy, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of telling. Now, again, he, he is a bad guy, but in a situation that you're in and he's done nothing so far to show his regular villainy, then it, not not giving him the time of day is is kind of is kind of wrong. I'm yeah. sure people are going to disagree with that whole thing. It's like, yeah, but he's Magneto. I'm like, yeah, but it also goes, you know, what he does, but not the reason why. Yeah, and I think the only person that really has really tried to understand Magneto was was Xavier. Yeah. See, this is another thing. Like Magneto, I, just like Doom at that time wasn't as big a fan of him at that time. I, I just, uh, it took a long time for me to appreciate him. It, it really probably took more of the movies to get me to appreciate him more um, than I did. Uh, for me, it was issue 200. It was that, that, that issue where, you know, Xavier, his, uh, his clone body, that defect appears and Elandra comes and takes him. They fought with Fenris, but there's the trial of Magneto and there's the whole thing about, you know, where Kitty talks about being Jewish and what that means and, you know, Magneto and all that. And that was a thing that kind of like turned me around because I never really fully understood his motivations until then. <laughs> the Sprite child? Jewish? <laughs> uh, and I think I, I never knew she was Jewish either until that issue of uh, where they fought Dracula. You know, I didn't. I, to be honest, I kind of forget that she is. Like you're right. Like uh, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's whatever, man. It's like enough. But it's like that is interesting. She's she's yeah. like double hated. That's that's crazy. So, so I think that that whole thing is kind of interesting. That that comes out during Secret Wars and really kind of shines a light on on how the X Men are viewed. And during one of the major fights, the X Men aren't there because they've gone to sign with Magneto, and then they come back to help the heroes and heroes like, Oh, you guys came back. It's like, well, we never technically left. We were, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to, he had a really good plan and we wanted to be a part of that plan again, not to do what the villains were doing, but something else. And you guys wouldn't, wouldn't hear him out, you know? So, uh, that, that's kind of interesting. Uh, something with that really kind of takes place in, um, in the, uh, secret wars is at the time here, you had a banner Hulk. Not like Professor Hulk that we got later on, but we had a Banner Hulk. You remember that? No, I, I think I might have missed those. I, I like issue four. I never had issue four, and I know I've never read it. So, like uh, I, that that one where you're talking about, like where he's holding the Earth and everything. I well, I remember the, the cover, Hulk but issues leading up to this. Um, so, according to the the trade, the issue where he goes into the Secret Wars was two ninety was two ninety four. <clears throat> he was the Hulk. But he had not like this, and I said not like the Professor Hulk mind um, that we get later. It was more of like like Banner in the Hulk's body, but kind of like suppressing the rage. Unlike what happened later later on, where they when he comes swap their their um, their personalities. I will, I will say this though: I know when he comes back, he he well, starts to go actually, down the savage he, path he was again. Starting to decline a little bit. But you see a major decline during Secret Wars, and part of part of that starts um, with yeah. uh, 
it's part of that starts with the mountain being dropped on them. Um, and then he hurt, he gets hurt in the battle and he has a, um, they, he has this like big metal uh, brace on his leg and a, uh, and a big metal crutch to support his weight. And during that, the pain from that starts to anger him and, uh, and starts to push him more towards that savagery. Again, this was 294s when he went in. So after that, you've got what, uh, five, six, seven, eight, Oh, yeah, his leg, his leg got hurt. Right, his legs hurt. That's right. And then when he comes yeah. back, his legs still and, hurt. And, and that, that's yeah, when you yeah. get that that nice little corner box thing where the corner boxes leading up to three hundred show him like slowly like losing his humanity and turning back into the Savage Hulk. Then you get that that Hulk three hundred, yeah. which is just absolutely beautiful. See, I never I never read that. I've I've. Uh... I know what you're talking about. Like now, I don't think I knew about it until the last two or three years about the corner box thing. I just learned about maybe like just this year. Years. But like, um, yeah. But but yeah. So you had it's you fun. had that you had that that whole thing there because again you're talking about like a whole you know like I don't know a couple weeks to a month where they were on Battle World where in the comic book you just see him go in he comes back out and he's like he's really started slipping. But you can see that that you can see him slowly like start to slip, and he's even saying to himself at points where he's like, "I'm trying to hold together here. I don't want them to know, but I can feel the Savage Hulk starting to come back, starting to take over, and I can't do that now because I can't have them having to deal with the Hulk on top of everything else that's going on." They could have done a story like about that. Like they could still do that now, where like you could go back to mm -hmm. where all these heroes were gone, you know even though they were just gone for a little bit, like something like somebody would notice and maybe try to make a move yeah. like whoever was left. Like, and I'm surprised that I don't recall that anything either that with all the major players gone, you know, for that time period that, uh, that you didn't see like a, there was a, a power vacuum, but I guess with all the major villains gone too, I mean, you would just, you would just have what, like, I, I don't know, uh, stilt man trying to, commit crimes over 10 stories <laughs> but the thing is nature nature of horror is a vacuum you know it's like somebody would notice right somebody would try i mean they're, they're just i mean yeah. that's they're all opportunists they're waiting for that some it seems like yeah, somebody it's, it's would notice like just, you know? it's one thing for the for the x-men that's one thing but for for the avengers and the fantastic four they're so prominent that um that you would you would think you know that i think that'd make a really interesting story is to go back and tell a story of like what happened during that time period and and like the people like daredevil power man and iron fist um power pack you know some of those people and how they were kind of keeping the city going with the where these guys are gone no one knows where they're gone and uh and trying to uh trying to keep the city going not knowing if they're ever going to come back and maybe have it at the end where, like, the reason they don't remember is because the Beyonder doesn't let them remember. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what nobody remembered until, you know, later. Like, like they wouldn't be like, hey, when you were gone, guys, this and this happened. But they wouldn't be able to tell them because they, once they came right. back, they lost it. Because, yeah, I, I think that's the thing is that, um, yeah, because if you do it that way, then, like, no one, no one really knows they were gone. Because you've never had any stories about oh why you were gone this happened, you know, or or, or people or people even saying but like like yeah. hey, where'd you guys go to, so you have this whole thing that happens and then 
you know, the, you know, the beyond kind of puts it right by saying, Oh, this, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just clear this up and just put the world back the way it was when you left before I ripped you out of it. And, you know, you could build it around Denver being gone too. And like you said, they don't ever even really bring that up anywhere. It's like, I'm going to do all this thing here. So no one remembers anything that happened during the time of heroes were gone. It was like in their minds, it was just a regular yeah. day. Copyright ching. Even though they're not our there's, characters, um, ching. There's a, uh, <laughs> um, uh, there's an issue of Astro City. Did you ever read Astro City? So uh, no, I missed that one. Busick and, and the guy that drew the ex God loves man kills with uh, covers by Alex Ross. Yeah. So English. for anyone who's never read Astro City, it is a beautiful, beautiful book. The story are the stories in there are just fantastic. The Steel Jack story is hands down one of my favorites. Um, they even they even has a story about a uh, a cartoon character is brought to life and is kind of a hero of sorts um and kind of like what it's like for a cartoon character in a real world a cartoon character brought to life living in a real world but i mean astro city is just it's just a beautiful story of uh of like heroes and villains like in this world um where everything is it's just kind of treated you know like uh, in reality but not like a watchman like reality and just a regular like hey here is the world they live in um the steel jack story is one of my favorites and the confessor story confessor story is so good and those are two early ones but there's a uh, there's a story with um uh the the samaritan who's a superman kind of like guy and it talks about him trying to live a normal life while being the samaritan and how he he can't like he tries to go out to dinner but in the distance he hears some kind of tragedy going on well, I can't have dinner and, and knowing that, well, by me having dinner, this thing's going on. So I've got to go off and do this. And it's like, his life is just, just 24 seven nonstop doing things. He doesn't have, he puts, he pretends like he has an alter ego and that alter ego has a life, but really it's, 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 it's more of like how, how Batman pretends that, you know, he's Bruce Wayne, the billionaire. Oh, this guy pretends that, his alter ego actually has a life, but he really can't have one. He can't do anything. It's, it's really interesting, but what made me bring it up was there's a, uh, there was a story. I think it's in um, Astro city zero. And it was a, um, it was a story about a guy who was um, having these, these dreams. And in these dreams, he had this wife and they, uh, they live this, this kind of uh, this great life. And oh, it, it was, you know, it was, it was wonderful. And he kept having these dreams about this woman that he'd never seen before. And this, this kind of life he never had, but it wasn't, it was, it wasn't like memories. It was like, he was actually living it. And it wasn't, he wasn't having like the same dream every night. And there was a guy called the Hangman who was their kind of like weird doctor fate ish, doctor strange kind of character. Um, and the Hangman, if, if I remember the story, the Hangman goes to him and appears to him and says, what you're, experiencing these dreams are not dreams it was a reality that you used to live there was an event like a secret wars and once everything was over right some people like these worlds merge and some people merge with the worlds and some didn't and the ones that didn't just faded away to nothing but the people that that kind of that merged and came over they still have memories of their old life so I'm here to offer you a choice. 
you can continue to have these memories of this old life without any understanding of what it is or you're or knowing you know that you can't have it back or i can wipe them away so they won't bother you anymore like what do you want and it's kind of really interesting because you never think about that like when there is a a a crisis like event where you've got that and like some people remember some people don't but if if you know if i merge because there are two of me but on the other world there was there was only one of you and you know and there, there's one of you in one world when there wasn't one on the other world that means you're going to not exist anymore but i still have all these memories of you what what happens because i've merged so it was kind of kind of cool and you know, what we were just talking about here with the whole you know these things don't exist anymore. Like here's a whole story that didn't exist now, or we can't tell, or has been hidden from you because of this. It just made me think of that. So we could write our secret war story, but then Kurt Busiek was no, no, not at all. Basically, that's what he was doing. He was going around different people that still had those memories and offering them a choice. Do they want to continue to, to remember them in their dreams, or do they want to to have those memories completely, like you know, erased? <laughs> well, we're actually kind of kind of running over, but there's still a lot more that I want to. Yeah, that I, I, I got to I do, do want to mention one thing because I, I don't think I remember when we go to record the next episode, um, which is <clears throat> um, the whole thing with uh, with Colossus and Zaji. Uh, yeah, is that the issue of X Men leading up to this, where uh, you know where they're going to go into this. Colossus has a conversation with Wolverine and he's talking about how Kitty is, seems to be really taken by um, uh, taken with Doug Ramsey and how like they have so much in common and he doesn't feel like he can compete because one, they, they have so much in common with, you know, they like both like computers and they're both young and she's, and he's, you know, he's older than her and this seems more like a better fit for her. And he's thinking about, uh, and he's like, you know, she'll probably be much happier with with um, with him. So, I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to let her like you know go off or you know if she if she, if she wants to be with Doug Ramsey, then I'm going to let her be with Doug Ramsey. I don't think we've ever pinpointed exactly how old she is at that point. I mean, she we we've talked about her. I don't think we've even come close to sixteen. She, she was, wasn't sixteen yet, so. It was kind of weird. And, I was going to say she was, was sixteen, but the thing her age, her age fluctuates so much. I, I was going to say it was the issue of like Excalibur, which was like, yeah, I, I finally, I'm you know, I'm finally legal uh, to drive. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, but then like um the Zaz whatever however you pronounce her name, she's old enough to play ball, and they do like we we I think I do remember at one point we looked it up and like they actually do do it, you know, like, and, and that's one thing we've never talked about either. It's like for, for a young guy, that's another way to be confused too. It's like, you confuse that with like lifelong. Well, this, this is going to be my everything right. because we did this. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we will be back with a second half of, uh, of secret wars <laughs> and, uh, and talking about, you know, just the, how iconic it was and all the things that, uh, that uh, kind of launched from that, you know, from the, you know, the limited series of, you know, the, uh, the big crossovers to obviously the alien symbiote suit and, and, you know, She-Hulk joined the Fantastic Four and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of things kind of came from that, that I think a lot of people overlook and we'll talk more about it in our next episode. Sounds good to me. Cool.